The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am just beyond grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So just a few reminders, if you haven't already checked them out, uh, the weekly TV show that goes along with each of these radio shows on YouTube. So you can either contact me for that link or it is on the Living in the Magic of Possibilities uh, Facebook page, right? Just linked at the very top so you can go in and watch the TV shows. And there's also a group that I've got on Facebook. It's called Awesomepreneurs. <laughs> and of course, it's all about being awesome as an entrepreneur. So if you are in business or would like to be in business, it's a free group. Uh, we have a theme each day, come and play. Again, you can either just contact me for the link or um, I will post it on on the groups also in the Living in the Magic of Possibilities. And then I also have another business page just called Glennie's Hughes uh, hashtag as if by magic. So a few places to play and have some fun. All right. So today's show, what does energy really have to do with it? And it's everything. <laughs> energy really is everything and the energy that we're willing to be and the energies we're willing to be it's um everything it really really is everything and for me a big part of that is to really be aware of the energy that I'm being and sometimes even the willingness to be aware of the energy that I'm not being uh, that can create things cuz it's often in the awareness of something, even if it's not something, an awareness we would like to have, when we're willing to have the awareness, that's when we can change it. And so there's this guy on Facebook. Well, he's, I mean, he's on Facebook, but he's also on a TV show. And I love to watch, um, gosh, Millionaire Listing New York. I've, I've watched some of the other ones. There's different ones in other cities, but I love the New York one. And, and Frederick Eklund is my absolute, I've got this biggest crush on him. He's the, he's, he's dramatic. He's, he's just, he's just so amazing to watch. And so, you know, of course I watch the show, but it's not on, you know, every day, but he is often on Facebook every day or on Instagram. And so I get, get so much out of looking and and watching his posts and then asking you know what energy is he willing to be that I'm not and it's 
such an interesting kind of energetic thing that shifts for me when I ask that because he has I don't even know you know hundreds hundreds of thousands maybe more people following him and you know he'll make a post and within you know two seconds he's got hundreds of likes and people posting on it and and you know there's an invitation from my point of view that my awareness is that he's willing to be and and it's in his everything. Like it's not just for Facebook or just for Instagram. And that's been one of the really cool things that I've been noticing probably more so in the last year or so is how much how much of us were willing to be all the time. And it's kind of hard to put into words, but if you watch somebody like him, and I'm trying to think of other people, there's not a lot of people that I actually kind of follow like I do him, um, but other people like bigger names, maybe you check out Elizabeth Gilbert stuff. She's a, she's a writer or um, gosh, uh, By- Byron Katie, you know, she's got um, a modality that she facilitates. If you're, if you're watching those people, they're often who they are no matter what room they're in. So it doesn't matter. And this is kind of what I've seen from Frederick and what my awareness is with Frederick is that he's the same person, whether he's at home with his husband, whether he's on TV, whether he's doing a, a real estate deal, like he's the same kind of quirky, energetic, dramatic uh, guy who has, you know, just from my own awareness, kind of quite big highs and lows. And not, that's not right or wrong, that's just who he be, and he doesn't hide them. And he's probably that way everywhere. Now, maybe I'm projecting onto him, but it's, I'm an extremely aware person. So when I'm watching the TV show, and I'm watching his Facebook posts, and and all of that, I can see that. I've also uh, listened to his audiobook. He I think it was last year he had a book come out um, and he actually talks really openly about all of the kind of the stuff he does and, and that. And it's really quite fascinating because he's willing to be that energy all the time. And I know for myself, for many years, I was only willing to be me with very few people. So there was kind of the Glenice that hung out with her best friend or with her sisters or her family. And, and then there was Glenice who taught a class or... Um, posted on Facebook even, you know, back back then. And it's really that invitation of being the energy you be all the time. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm sure there's times where Frederick has a really crap day that he doesn't go onto Facebook and post that, you know, because that's the other thing we want to be aware with energy. And if you listen to my uh, show last week, which was all about projections and expectations. So, you know, you go on to Facebook and, oh, I've had this crappy day and it's so horrible and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> there's there's people that are going to thrive on that for you and project even more and expect even more and kind of keep you stuck in that energy. Uh, Whether it's, you know, consciously or unconsciously, it doesn't matter. So I'm very aware, you know, if I'm if I'm having a fight with hubby or something, I'm not posting about it on Facebook, it's not going to create more. Now you guys know, I'll I will eventually talk about it probably on the radio show or in classes. And some things don't go on the radio. Some things are just safe for classes. So, um, 
and just, you know, just the appropriateness of it or inappropriateness of it. So it's like the willingness to be aware of all of the energy. So not just, okay, be you all the time. And if you're cranky, make, you know, be willing to be vulnerable and show that to the world. That's not necessarily it at all. Because uh, there may be people in the world that would like to see you have a bad day and that would project it. And it was funny, actually, as I was, I was at my, um, my parents and, and my sisters over the weekend and, and visiting and I was driving home and I was um, thinking about a, a person that had stayed friends with me on Facebook and I wasn't quite sure why, you know, I knew they didn't like me and I, you know, all this stuff and I was like wondering, what is that? Like, that just seems really weird to me and I don't have any point of view about that person. So it's not like, you know, I would feel like, oh, I need to go unfriend them it was just kind of a curiosity about, you know, I know how they perceive me and I know what their points of view are and yet they haven't unfriended me. Uh, and so I was, I asked the question, you know, how many people are friends with me on Facebook to stay in the judgment of me? <laughs> Which may or may not be like a really, uh, you know, great question to create more, but it's also the willingness to receive that because it, 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 you know, it was a bigger energy than I expected. It wasn't like I didn't get a number. I wasn't asking for that, but it was a bigger energy than I expected. And it was like, okay, cool. And am I willing to receive that? Like, because there's going to be people in the world, as much as we don't wish to know this, there's going to be people in the world that would rather see us trip than succeed. And if we're willing to receive that, then we'll also be willing to know when that energy is present. So again, we're going back to energy. I mean, energy is everything. Your willingness to be aware of your energy can change everything. You know, a lot of times people will, you know, try to do the think positive or t talk positive, or, but it's done with an energy of resentment or anger or rawr, you know, and that's actually, it's not the words. It's the energy you be. So if you're feeling really crappy and <clears throat> you try to force yourself and pretend you're not feeling crappy and you, oh, it's sunny out. Oh, I'm grateful the sky is blue. I'm grateful there is, you know, like kind of like that. Like there's, that's not going to change anything because it's the energy you're being with it. So it's the willingness more to be aware. And this is, I guess, my experience, my, my awareness, my point of view. The willingness to be aware of the energy that we be is actually what will change everything and anything quicker than anything else. And that's usually the first thing that we put our blinders on to because we want to be, you know, we want to be the right person we want to be the nice person the good person the you know the person everybody likes like you, we have all of these I call them blinders where we put them on and we go you know it has to look like this or <clears throat> a good person does this or uh, a bad person does that so we can't do that or you know whatever it is and it's like no be willing to be aware of the energy you're being and it doesn't mean when I'm talking about that either like you know all of those conclusions you might have just went to like oh then I have to be a happy energy no no, no, no. Because <laughs> that's a conclusion also. It's just to be aware of the energy you're being. And, and looking at that from a totally different space than, well, I should be like this, I should have like this, I shouldn't feel uncomfortable. And that's often, again, why the blinders come on, because 
for some reason we've made uncomfortable or discomfort energetic wise the worst thing ever so if we have you know uh something come up you know say a loved one was hurt in an accident or something like that and and we try to go to okay well you know I'm grateful that they are alive. I'm grateful this happened. I'm grateful, you know, look at and and try to figure it out and rationalize it. All we're really doing is pushing out and resisting whatever that discomfort might be. You know, really just allowing ourselves to be in that space of, wow, that was that. Like not making it right, not making it wrong and just being with the energy of it with the awareness (laughs) of everything else that's going on. So let's say you had a spouse that was in a car accident and they're maybe going to be in the hospital for six months recuperating. Okay, so then you're allowing yourself to be the energy, to be whatever's required, to not resist, to not go into story, just to be that. Now, you also want to be aware of when people project onto you because then they're going to be in the place of oh poor them I don't know how they're going to manage man if that was me and that was my spouse I don't know how we could manage oh that would be so horrible and all of that is doing is projecting and expecting onto you how you should be acting and feeling now most of us aren't willing now notice I use the word willing we're not willing to be aware that that is going on So then we assume those feelings and that crazy is ours when really it's just being projected and expected of us. And, you know, again, if you listen to my show last week, this is kind of like part two in a sense, because it's it's really looking at how much of that we dance for without even knowing it. You know, how much of if you've ever had somebody close to you in your life die imagine just get the sense of how much energy was projected and expected onto you of poor them how are they going to deal with it man if that was me I would die I would just kill myself I that would be the end of my world like all of that energy gets just blasted at us and we then think it's our crazy like oh I can't handle this oh I don't know how I'm going to make it oh I wish I would die chances are that's other people and people do that all the time my goodness you know you hear of uh you know let's say it's a a child dies suddenly every parent that hears that story will go into oh my god if that was my child I couldn't handle it we all do it we have all done it I can guarantee you you know if you hear maybe you don't have children like me but you have you know, somebody's parent dies. Oh, so my, oh my gosh, if that was my parent, you know, like we go into that and all that does is projects that energy of like helplessness and hopelessness and shock and trauma onto that person. Instead of just being like, wow, and being aware of the energy that you're being again, not from resistant, like, I can't think about that. Like not from that, but just be aware of the energy you're being. And then I mean, every one of you are choosing more consciousness. You wouldn't listen to this show if you weren't choosing more consciousness. So you're choosing more consciousness. First step, be willing to be aware of the energy you're being. Second step is then change it when you know that you're not being an energy that is contributing. Yeah. And it's, it sounds really simple, and I know sometimes it's really not maybe as simple as, as it sounds right now, and yet 
we have to choose it to be that simple. Otherwise, we are always going to be fighting and pushing and projecting and expecting and delivering energies that aren't creating more in the world. You know, even if you go to the, you know, maybe there was a big oil spill in the ocean years ago. Well, I don't even actually know how long ago. Maybe it was a year, maybe it was 10. I'm not sure. It was, I think, probably four or five years ago. And how many of us, myself included, kind of went into the energy of the poor ocean, the poor earth, like making it helpless, making it like it didn't have choice, making it like a victim, really, instead of being like, wow, okay, what energy can I be to change this? And the moment we ask that question is the moment we be that energy. And we don't have words for that energy, guys. You don't have to go looking for what is that. And it's the same as like when I ask about Fredericks, like what energy is he willing to be? Uh, I, I'm not looking for an answer. There is no word for the energy that he's willing to be or words for the energies he's willing to be that I'm not in this 10 seconds. But when I ask it, is when I get the energies of whatever that is. And again, I couldn't tell you what it is. I couldn't describe those energies. It's just in the asking. And it's the same with, you know, with asking, okay, what energy can I be to change this? Will contribute more than our brains and our minds can even imagine. Because in your asking, then you be that energy. As an infinite being, we're naturally that energy. It's just when we start to cut ourselves off and separate and reject and pretend we're finite that we, we stop those energies. So in the moment we say, okay, what energy can I be to change this? Boom, it changes. And that's the same as in any situation. Maybe you hear about somebody going through a tough time or maybe you have a family member or maybe you're the one going through the tough time. Okay, what energy can I be to change this? Yeah. Cool. All right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. 
That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Now back to living in the magic of possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So I've got some awesomeness to invite you to around the world. How the heck did I get so lucky? So starting February 24th in Santa Cruz, well, actually not quite Santa Cruz. It's outside of Santa Cruz, but that's probably the closest uh, city to where we will be. Uh, Starting February 24th, five days to change your life, bars and foundation, which used to be called foundation level one, and now is just called foundation. So it's five days. And of course, if you've already taken bars, you can uh, take just foundation. Then off to Regina, Saskatchewan. I actually used to live there many, many years ago when I went to school for psychiatric nursing actually that is my background so and actually hairdressing just you know in case you were wondering (laughs) yes I have pretty much been and done it all so April 8th in Regina we are going to do a bars class and then April 9th and 10th I'm so excited how to change anything with ease And this is uh, my two-day specialty class, and Regina is the first place that I'll be facilitating it. I've got some other locations, such as Munich, Germany, on June 4th and 5th, and Bucharest, Romania, June 18th and 19th, and London, England, October 22nd and 23rd, and those are the ones that are set up right now. So how does it get any better than that? And then um, starting April 27th in Montreal, I'm so excited we're gonna do a five day so bars and foundation and then to Lloyd Minster so I'm gonna actually be in my bed all of those nights my own bed not a hotel or an Airbnb how did I get so lucky uh, so starting May 25th is bars and then four days the foundation uh, also in Bucharest June 16th I am facilitating the bars with the lovely Alina and June 17th, also in Bucharest, is a five steps to increase your money flows. And that's a one day class. And then we have some awesomeness booked in Hollywood, Florida, uh, the foundation. So the four days starting November 18th. And then the weekend after, November 26th, is Gifts, Talents, and Capacities with Entities, also in Florida. So another couple weeks in Florida in November for me. How awesome is that? I'm so excited. All right. Okay, so now what I also wanted to talk about, if you guys haven't heard of her or read her book, and I don't, I actually don't think I've read it, but her name is Jill... um, Bolte Taylor, if I'm saying that correctly. And what I know of her now, I could be totally messing some of this information up, but what I remember being told, or maybe I did read her book or listen to her audio or something, uh, she had a stroke. And in that stroke and it was quite a like it's quite an extended time that she was having a stroke and nobody was around, so she was at home alone. And she became like super, super, super aware of energy. And it was just phenomenal. So if that stuff interests you, I would encourage you to, you know, check out her book. She's probably got a lot of interviews and stuff on, you know, if you prefer to listen to things, she's probably got her book on audio too. Um, and so it's Jill, B-O-L-T-E and last name Taylor. So uh, two last names, Jill, Dr. Jill Bolte Taylor. The one thing that I've always remembered about this, and I think it was an Oprah, Oprah was interviewing her, is when she was in the hospital after the stroke and her awareness was so heightened that she was so aware 
of what would occur when the staff would come in and let's say they just had a fight with their spouse or they were cranky about the work shift or whatever they you know they were had their own crap going on is she was so aware of how that could affect her now not from, I don't mean it from a place of victim um, but just the awareness of how much each of our energies can affect each other and so she actually if I remember correctly and I've got I actually searched it so I wanted the right wording um, she put a sign up in her room and it said please take responsibility for the energy you bring into this space and I always remembered that because how true is that? Like for me, that reads so true. And I, responsibility is a bit of a funny word because it, it often means, um, there's often a, like judgments attached to it. But it really, the way that, that I guess I would say it is, you know, be aware of the energy you bring into the room. If you're truly, truly choosing consciousness, be aware of the energy you bring into the room. If you're truly choosing consciousness, yet you go into your workplace pissed with your spouse for not doing something or doing something or whatever, but you're pissed with them, and you go into your workplace with that energy, that energy is going to filter out into all of those people who are possibly not willing to be as aware. So then it becomes where it affects them. Now, Again, I'm aware that it kind of sounds like a little bit of victim and it's like, well, then they can be responsible for their energy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And if we're truly willing to be the most conscious people in the room, it is also a choice we can make to be aware of the energy we bring, you know. And I know for myself, like there's times where, you know, different telecalls or things where I've, I do the clearings, the audio clearings uh, from, from the teleseries. And I can hear in my own voice when I'm present with the clearings and when I'm not. And I usually, and at this point, this many years later, I will usually wait to do them until my energy is something that would actually create more. And I remember, I think it was last year, I was working with a client and she had some real resistance it was a different program she took with a different facilitator and she was really judging herself for not listening to the the clearings or not feeling um something with the clearings I can't remember or she oh oh, I know she always felt angry when she listened to the clearings and as her and I were discussing it I had the awareness that it was actually the energy that the person was being when they recorded the clearings And uh, so I asked her that, you know, it was just my awareness can always be totally different. So I just asked her if that was true, you know, and got her to use her own light and heavy. And it read very true. So it was such a, you know, a validation for me that, yeah, absolutely. Right. If you're not aware of the energy you're being when you're doing stuff like that, or even with my radio show, you could probably go back in the archives and find radio shows where I was present and and being and find ones that I wasn't and that's gonna be you know I I certainly am a lot more willing to be aware of it now and there will probably still be times and it's not again it's not about being perfect or happy it's not that it's just being aware of the energy that you're being because it's going to impact everything around you you know you probably have had people 
you know, say like how much a place, a house or a business, how great it feels or how horrible it feels. That's the energy, not the house, not the business. It's the energy that's dancing around in there. That's the energy that keeps being brought in. And it's not about those people changing, you know, where we do the kind of the blame thing of like, well, if they would be nicer, if they would be responsible for their energy, it wouldn't be like this. If they would, that's like, no, no, it's also a choice that you have. And for the most part, possibly, I'm, I'm looking forward to when it changes more dramatically. But right now, possibly you're, let's say you work at a place where there's 20 people that work there, you're possibly one of the very few that's willing to be aware of their energy. And what if it just takes one? Yeah, like it really isn't about getting everybody to understand it or get everybody to change it or, you know, have your spouse change the way they be. It's really about you choosing it for you. And I can guarantee it will ripple out, even if it feels like that's impossible, even if you uh, maybe are only 25% willing to be aware of your energy and 75% not, it'll still eventually, you probably started at 5% and then got to 10 and then 50, you know, like, so it really is if you're willing to be aware of it and willing to stay out of, well, they're not. So why should I? I remember being like that a lot. Be like, well, why do I always have to be, you know, in a sense, the adult? And it's like, what if that's what we have chose? And what if that's okay? And what if we stay out of the judgment of them which then becomes the invitation for them to choose something different if they wish. And it's none of our business if they do or if they don't. You know, if we put our happiness into, well, if they would be aware of their energy, then I can be happy. (laughs) All we're doing is ensuring that they have our puppet strings. They have our power. They're the ones who are dictating whether we have a good day or a bad day. And what if we're aware of that? Because that's even an energy. That's a victim energy. That's a victim energy saying they can, how they act is going to be how my day is. No, you're still choosing it. And so it's really about looking at, okay, well, what energy can I be to change this without looking for a word. Because again, there won't be a word. There will not be something that be like, oh, if I be a energy, (laughs) I don't even have a word for it. But you know, there's an energy. So what energy can I be to change this? And then get out of the conclusions of what that looks like. Because again, from this reality, probably, I don't know about you guys, but definitely for me, it was always, well, if you, you know, if you just be really nice, if you just be really good, if you just be really quiet, if you just be, you know, so it gets projected that that's the conclusion. So let's say you've got somebody at work who is a negative Nelly or isn't fun to be around or isn't, you know, refuses to be aware of their energy. So they're bringing all their crap to work every day. Sometimes when when it's like when you're choosing consciousness and you're willing to be aware of what it's going to take to change it sometimes it's sitting them down and saying you know what this doesn't work for me so if you want to talk about you know so and so or you want to gossip or you want to be upset about you know something at home you be that but not in my office so you know there's times where that's actually going to be the most kind thing to do 
And again, I know this reality tells us, no, you just smile and nod and you listen to their crap and you take it and you, you deal with it and you, no, that's not it. You're not a doormat. <laughs> it's really looking at what is it going to take to change it. Sometimes it's having those conversations. Sometimes it's not. Like it's every situation is going to be different. There isn't a black and white answer. It's just willing to be aware of what is it going to take to change it and what energy can I be to change this? And sometimes it's that conversation, sometimes it's just ignoring it, and sometimes it's just realizing how much power you're giving over to that person and their energy. Because that often will help to shift it too, because you're in that realization that you're giving them so much, then it's like, oh wait, I don't have to do that. And you totally shift it, which then they don't have the what I call the denseness. Uh, so when we've got judgments of somebody or we think somebody should be acting some a different way or it should be different, we have a, a denseness, like a barrier almost energetically. And that barrier becomes something that somebody like that can really feed off of. You know, so it's like they, they bounce off of it. So when you move those barriers, well, not move them when you drop those barriers and you don't have that denseness, then they'll usually go find somebody else to complain to because you're not giving them that denseness to, to bounce off of anymore. You're not, um, you know, in a sense, you're not making it bigger with them. And so it really is kind of that space of, okay, uh, you know, what energy can I be to change this and dropping the barriers, dropping the judgment so that you're not stuck in that place of, well, it has to look like this. It needs to be like this. They should change. If they changed, I'd be happy because uh, all of those will just keep you in that victim energy. And victim energy is something you want to be aware of. Like, and, and if victim energy reads for you and you haven't listened to my shows from last I think it was September 2015 where I talk about um, the the day I stopped being a victim. There was a huge awareness last uh, September for me with, with victim energy. Uh, and I had done a previous show, and I can't actually tell you when that is because I don't remember. But if you just go back in the archives, it was called Victim to Creator. And that was probably done in 2014 even. <clears throat> And I would have told you that I was past the victim energy, but last September I had a really huge awareness and that that show talks all about it. So you can check that out if the victim stuff reads for you. But it's an energy. It's an energy that a lot of us don't even acknowledge when we're choosing it. And yet we choose it so much. Like it comes up, I, I'm doing this phenomenal, oh, I'm so excited about this. It's called the Wealth Effect Coaching Program. So there's 10 people in it and I work with them individually and I work with them as a group and, and it's just phenomenal. I'm just loving, loving, loving what they're choosing and how far they're going and just what they're creating and the magic. And, and so many times when I'm working with them and I mean, out of the 10 of them, a lot of them, and I mean, other people too and classes and stuff, it's like, when I say, okay, well, what's the value of choosing whatever it might be? So, um, you know, not enough money, let's say, you know, what's, what's the value of that? A lot of times it comes back to, well, I get to be a victim. I get to play small. I get to be less than, and it's like, usually they're shocked, right? And I've been there myself. Like I say, last September was this, just this huge awareness for me. And it's a shock energy because it's like, whoa, that's the energy I'm choosing to be. And yet 
if I woke up every day and said, okay, well, today I'm going to choose this and this and this, victim energy would not be one of the things I'd have on my list. And yet we're often doing it. And I mean, other energies too. It's just, um, it's, it's just, you know, in a, in a really good example, because a lot of times people get stuck in that victim energy. Uh, and it's just really looking at, okay, well, what energy is it going to take to change this? Um, and sometimes it is even acknowledging the energy that you're choosing. Be like, oh my gosh, I'm choosing victim energy right now. Isn't that interesting? Huh? I wonder what else I could choose so that it, you know, you acknowledge it. You don't go into judgment of you because all you do when you go into the judgment of you for choosing it is to lock that into place, is to make it more real. So it's like, oh, that, you know, you might even want to laugh at yourself because it's funny. And, and then you go, okay, well, what energy can I be to change this? What other choice of energy could I be here? And just, you know, kind of looking at it different and, and shifting and changing it so you're not stuck in that space. All right, we are going to go to break and we'll be right back. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so I wanted to share, too, a new teleseries that I've got starting at the end of March. I think it's March 22nd. Uh, that is called Wealth Workshops and Wanderlust, which is the same name as my academy that I've created, the online uh, course that this will go along with. You don't have to choose both. Uh, you can. And if you choose the academy, uh, you will get this series as part of it so it's no additional money uh and then of course if you don't choose the academy then it's 497 canadian on its own 
And it really will walk through, there's six modules in the academy, and it will walk through each one of those. So uh, just a little heads up to check it out. And I've also got, depending on when you listen to this, but you can also check the replay on this coming Sunday, which is February 21st, a free Google Hangout about uh, three easy steps to creating your global business. So you can, if you're listening to this before then you can contact me for the link to sign up if you're listening after you can contact me to get the link for the downplay or the replay download the replay that's it um is if you would like to join and listen into that all right so let's get back to what the heck does energy have to do with it which of course i'm wondering if you're seeing just how much energy has to do with it and uh Last year, this early this year, I was really looking at the energy of, in a sense, kind of what I'm willing to be. And believe me, I'm aware there are people in the world who are willing to be much more than I am. And I was looking at it specifically from the place of uh, when people come to me for sessions or teleseries or even the radio show, like there's, there's something that I'm willing to be that that's what people are looking for. It's the same reason I listen to certain radio shows or go to certain sessions or classes. There's something that person is willing to be that I would like to be. So I was looking at that for myself, wondering, what is it? What is it? And and not, not from a place of conclusion or like it has to be this or it's that. Just wondering, what is it? What is it? And ended up at a bookstore the day before hubby and I flew back from Australia. Now, I haven't read a book for quite some time, maybe one of the small access ones, <clears throat> or maybe a page of them, but I really have done most of my stuff on audio, uh, mostly just for time-wise. It's like if I'm driving or something, it's a lot easier just to listen than to take time out to read or you know, now a lot of stuff is digital, right? So I'm more on the internet as opposed to reading. Anyway, had a lot of time, lots of hours, I think 30 some hours by the time we got home. So was drawn to Elizabeth Gilbert, and she's the one who wrote Eat, Love, Pray, was really drawn to her new book, uh, Big Magic. And then the other book I was drawn to, which really kind of surprised me, is called Outliers. And I don't remember the name. Oh, dear. Um, If you just put the outliers in Google, you'll find it. Uh, He's a well-known author. He also wrote a book called Blink and something else, which I had actually read years ago. I'd read both of his books. And so I was drawn to this book and it was like so light to buy it, but it really was not something, a type of book I had read in a long time. Anyway, get on the plane, got my books, and I devoured them, both of them, before we landed. And of course, in amongst there, I'm sleeping and watching movies and uh, doing actually some work and still managed to read both of them. Now, I'm also an extreme speed reader, so that definitely helps. Hubby always rolls his eyes at me because he's not a speed reader. Um, And so in Outliers, it was really interesting. And some of this is going to be conclusion, so I don't don't lock yourself up into this, okay? But it was, it was such a gift, and and the book really opened my eyes to how much we kind of look at the energy of people, or what's the right word? Kind of more the. I want to say we want to make everything about <clears throat> an impossible or 
yeah, impossible magic almost is the word I'm going to say. So he talks a lot in the book about Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and different people like that, that we might look at, or I know not might, I have looked at and went, wow, they were just brilliant. Like they were a genius. They just, you know, created it as if by magic, but not the as if by magic that I'm aware of, like the as if by magic, which I'm going to call again, impossible magic, like they have it and I don't. So it becomes again, the projection and expectation so that I can separate from it. So he talks about them and he, and, and these other people too. Now, those were the two that I was familiar with. The other people I wasn't as familiar with, but still the stories were great. And how everybody who has probably been, I'm, I'm going to say probably, uh, been a, what we might call an overnight success or be something like that impossible magic, like they could create something like, you know, Microsoft or Apple, like that's an impossible magic. Everybody like that has one thing in common and probably more, but one thing in particular is they all have experienced whatever their love is, they've all done it for at least 10,000 hours. Now, I know this kind of sounds like it's we're taking the magic out of it. I'm not. And I, that I really, really just hold on. Don't hit stop. Okay, just please listen to the rest of this so you get the energy of it. Um, and of course, you can stop if you want to. But just, just to, it, it's fascinating to me. I was so, so inspired by the book. Uh, and, and how with those 10,000 hours. So one thing that probably a lot of people don't know is that Bill Gates actually was on a computer in the 60s in the eighth grade. And that is something that not many people had the chance of back in the 60s. Like now, yes, they're starting as babies. But back then, it wasn't possible for most people. Now, he was from a very wealthy family. And they just, you know, he was bored in his school, they put him in a private school, ended up with this possibility. And he, that's pretty much all he did, you know, according to what was written in the book and all that. So he by the time that he got to creating Microsoft, it wasn't actually like some impossible magic. It wasn't from, uh, uh, you know, an overnight success. He'd put in so much time. He became an expert in that based on what, you know, his trial and error and similar situation with Steve Jobs. And the other people he talked about, and really it all came down to kind of this, and you know, I don't know that at this point, 10,000 hours is the magic number. I don't know that there is a magic number. But look at the people that you think, oh my God, they've got it. Uh, And that maybe that energy of kind of impossible magic that you've projected onto them. Now I want you to go find their story. (laughs) You either ask them, or you go read an autobiography or something, but I can guarantee they have a background in it, that they have done it for many hours. And a lot of people within the access consciousness community saw me as what we might call an overnight success, because I came into access in 2012. And no, I came, I started listening to a radio show in 2011, took my first foundation, um, bars foundation, and that the end of 2011, took the CF, the Certified Facilitator class in 2012, and kind of, you know, just launched from there. And so people who'd been 
in access for a few years were looking at me going, what the hell? Like, what the hell? And, you know, I got a lot of that projected at me. I got a lot of judgment actually based on it, based on what they were perceiving. Like, how come it's so easy for her? And yet, I'd been in business since 2002. I have done my 10,000 hours. And again, I mean, I make it sound so concrete. Please don't assume that if you haven't done 10,000 hours, you're going to fail. Please don't. That's not what this information is about. But to me, that is the magic because to have done 10,000 or 8,000 or 6,000 or 14,000 or whatever many hours, to have done that many hours in something, you likely have to love it. (laughs) Now, there's probably people that are in a job that they hate that have done many hours. This is a different energy I'm talking about. This is something that, and, and so the two books, The Outliers and Big Magic, actually went hand in hand, which was so interesting. And I read Outliers first, and then I read Big Magic, and she talked a lot about the same things, because those of us, and I'm, I'm going to use myself in here, those of us that have chose to be more with what we're doing, would do it for free. And please don't go to the judgment of you if you're going, oh my gosh, I wouldn't do what I'm do for free. Okay, but really, if you won $10 million tomorrow, if you wouldn't do an aspect of what you're doing right now, if you wouldn't continue that, you probably don't have the, the love for it, the desire for it, the, the um, expansiveness for it. it. It will probably look totally different. If I created $10,000 or $10 million tomorrow, mine would look different too. And there would be the huge element of what I'm doing right now with the radio show, with, with private sessions. With It would look different, and yet there's still that. And that's been what I've been doing since day one, even though there was different modalities, there was different uh, types of sessions, there was all sorts, I've done all sorts of things in these past 14 years. And yet, that is the, the, the same thing over and over and over. And there have been a billion times, probably even more than a billion, you guys, that I could have quit. Like, I could have quit. I had the reason. I had the justification. I had, I had it all, and I didn't. And this is that never quitting, never giving up. I can't, never, never give up, never quit, never stop, whatever. Does it, you get the energy of it. Like, so to do 10,000 hours of something that's the magic because you have the the love for it you have the the desire for it otherwise you wouldn't do that and you would have had a justification to quit like I think back to um I'm not even sure how many years ago five maybe more uh I started up a line of essential oils so there were sprays and then there was just the oils that you put in the diffuser now that was not my love I will tell you that right now that was just something that I, whatever, it was probably projected at me and I took it on as mine or whatever it was. And I didn't do anything with it. I mean, I sold it like to people who came to classes and stuff like that. Uh, But I never went out to all the places that I dreamed of doing, going out to little health food stores or to drug stores or, uh, you know, never went and did any of that, which would have made it sell, like, you know, would have got a bigger market for it. 
And my justification was, because I live in Canada, one of the, the rules or the laws or whatever is that we have two official languages, so we have French and, and English. So you, if you're going to sell a product, you actually have to have the information in both languages because they're both, langu- they're both Canadian languages. And so that was my justification because I couldn't go to the health food store and ask her to sell it because it didn't have the French on the label, I didn't do it. Which, you know, look at the energy of that. I didn't desire to do it. That's really why I didn't do it. I didn't desire to do it. And it takes, you know, all of this information really goes back to choice. I chose what I've chose with my business in every spot. And even when I was looking at that, like wondering what that energy was, I mean, I'm aware that it's choice, but I was looking, I was wondering about more because just to say to somebody, well, if you really want it, you'll choose it. Like that's a lot of times it's actually not kind to say that because there are, there is more information and, and it's really looking at that energy that you're willing to be. And so there was an energy I was willing to be with my clients, with my sessions, with my classes that got me to, you know, where I didn't stop. And I tell you, there were so many times I remember crying myself to sleep, thinking, I just want to stop. I don't want to do it. Um, you know, I mean, it sounds dramatic, I know. And I, I used to play there a lot. So, but it, but I didn't. I never had a, I never had a good enough reason or justification to stop. And so when we look at all of that information, it's so much bigger than going, well, that's just the magic. And, and it, I'm going to call it impossible magic because I, I, I know for me, I have an energy of magic. We have got, oh, we're all willing to, we're, we're all have the possibility of being magic. Um, and, and I'm aware of that. But when I would look at Bill Gates, at Oprah, at uh, Steve Jobs, at those people, I'd be like, oh, well, they, they have that and I don't. It's like, no, they never gave up. They, you know, look at Oprah. She didn't just get a TV show. She had a background, you know? There's so much more. There's a gal on, uh, on Facebook, and she's got, um, I think in her first year of business, she made like um, almost a million dollars with Facebook ads or something like that. Her name is Kimra. She's this cute little blue-haired gal. Um, but she didn't start like that. Like, it, it wasn't like she just, you know, was a stay-at-home mom doing absolutely nothing, uh, never had touched a computer, and then all of a sudden got a computer and then did that. She has thousands of hours in beforehand. So it's like, look at that. Look at the thing. And, and I, you know, it really started to make sense when people talk about um, often what you love doing as a kid is is what you'll kind of choose as an adult or is a huge possibility for you to do as an adult because if you're doing it as a kid you're probably by the time you're 18 19 you've got those hours in you've got that what we might call expertise or genius you've created that and it really takes it from a different spin than oh my gosh they you know and oh there was another gal I just saw on Facebook and she had um, created a coaching program and within six months, she was making six figures. And so I looked at her about page to find out what she did before that. And sure enough, she was in a corporate job, but it was doing the same thing. So brilliant. I mean, brilliant, right? Because then it gets us out of that um, separation of, well, I can't do that. It's like, hey, what's fun for me? What is fun for me? How, how much money can I make doing this, whatever is fun for you? 
and maybe it's baking and maybe it's singing and maybe it's exercising. I mean, there's so many things, but if you're willing to look at it from that and willing to look at the energy you're willing to be more of you, like what are you doing when you're willing to be more of you, when you're willing to be all of you, what are you doing? Are you running? Are you visiting with friends? Are you uh, alone with animals? Like, look at that. That will give you those pieces to, to what that is that you probably already have thousands of hours in. And again, this isn't to be, you know, to look at it from conclusion or to go into judgment of you. It's just another way to look at it. And again, I highly recommend both of those books because they are brilliant. And now I am out of time. So I will look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.